morning. You should have done like the little. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, right. it's it's not Doppler too late. Effect. I mean, it gets mixed down to mono. What? I want to know what that sounds like in mono. <laughs> sounds like a mosquito. Weird. <laughs> morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen House Shield. I'm Adam Selby. I'm Jackson. And I'm Dave. Hell yeah. We're like Prince and Cher. Yes. I don't know which one's Cher and which one's Prince, but... Dibs on Cher. Dibs on Prince. That works out. Yeah. I want to die young anyways. Perfect. Was he young? Like 50? Uh, Relatively. I think think he was in his 50s. I don't think I want to go much past that. Yeah. That's that's cool with me. That... Written down right here. That will be a, what the fuck? That was early. Cat jumped in my lap. Uh, it, it's really fucking hot outside. Uh, it's not hot right now. We're doing this later in the evening. Yeah, it feels nice. Yeah. It's still hot. It's not as hot as it was early, too. I it's still fucking outside. hot. I mean, no, it's not really hot. I got this I got this fresh <laughs> tattoo yesterday, and I was out in the sun earlier today, and uh, holy shit, that hurt my fresh tattoo a whole lot. Uh, but now it feels great outside. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Do we want to mention what day it is, or do we care? I mean, you brought it up, so... We care? No, I mean, we can just drop <laughs> it. It's birthday. It's my birthday yeah, day, I, yeah, as Dave we're cares. recording it. It's my birthday today. Adam, you don't care? No, I, I didn't say that. I just said you care. Oh. Jackson doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> <He> specifically... <laughs> um, Dave cares. Adam cares. Hagen cares. Yeah. Jackson just doesn't. Anyway. But, <laughs> it's normal. This, uh, we're going to talk about my birthday today, everybody. We're going to talk about episode. my 27 years of life, and that's what it's about. Okay, buckle in, because it's going to suck. Club, you're in yeah, there. So Tell us the, your highs and lows. Yeah, uh, highs high, and lows of life. <laughs> my highs and lows of life. Oh, shit. Uh, my low is moniker. Okay. Um, uh, my high <laughs> is uh, every moment that I'm not in moniker. Oh. The duality of man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other half of this episode, we're going to only be talking about Tool's new song. I will leave yeah. instantly. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday. I, I, I do want to. I, I really don't want to listen to an algebra record. I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it algebra. No, uh, maybe it's just, geometry. It's just the, al- it's just the album cover looks like, looks like yeah, an algebra yeah, book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did the other day. Uh, I have no can... idea what that is, by the way. The what new tool? The new, the new tool record looked like the album cover is Never like an it. algebra textbook. It's like, yeah, they have a side by side comparison, and it's a meme. It's not like someone's like, oh, they stole this. It's more of like a this looks fucking yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I was at the um, a music store the other day, not the one that everyone's thinking about, and uh, there was a guitar on the wall that was just a little bit too high for the customer to grab, and she asked the sales clerk grab it for him for her and uh then you know he sparked up a conversation with her and i could tell he was you know trying to lay on some moves and then mm. he got into this conversation and he said oh yeah my drummer's really mad at me uh slipknot and tool are both releasing albums this month i'm pretty fucking spoiled and the girl in a very serious tone, goes, oh, yeah, reliving your childhood? And I was like, damn. <laughs> she shot him down so hard. And I, to Just his get me the guitar and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> to his credit, he goes, yeah, and a little bit more of my adolescence than I'd like to talk about. So, uh, yeah, right, poor I guess. Guy. it was too funny. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good way to put it right out there. That's like older parents, the older single parents are like, I have two kids. If you say that right away, then you're going to know whether or not the person's interested. Yeah. Musically, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. 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 Tool and Slipknot are coming out with new albums. Cool. We're not compatible. <laughs> I've, I've, actually, I've, I've found recently that a lot of my friends who I 
wouldn't guess liked tool they're all like talking about the new tool shit and, and especially the tools on streaming now i'm like ugh. now i know now i know who i should unfriend on facebook yeah i i, I mean, can is that why people are talking about it is because they're on spotify now? well they released, well, a, they single. released a single yeah they yeah. released a single and now they're on all streaming services first single in 13 years yeah that uh, album comes boo. out august 30th. i just knew it was a big deal they were on streaming finally yeah, yeah. but uh, if you can't tell, we uh, don't really have too much of an idea what we're doing today. Um, but well, we're winging it. Yeah, we did have the idea. Uh, we were going to. It's going to be more of a topic episode talking about live concerts, and I am still mulling over in my head how exactly we need to uh, place this on the feed, how to name it, because I don't want to put live shows, because then people might think that this is a live show, and That's then true. when they listen to it, uh, here's the dead space where an audience should be. But uh, I mean, the audience wouldn't laugh with us anyway. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna call it like live concert or something. Yeah, L- yeah what about yeah. live concert experience? Extravaganza. No. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, three thousand. Yeah, well, Justin Timberlake part two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So we're talking about live concerts, and I have a couple ideas, but about what we're gonna talk about. But uh, I guess a good place to start is, you know why we like live shows all four of us like live shows three of us are in bands so i think that we'll have you know our own reason but you know i don't know if that's a good way to start this but we can start that way um i I, for my best way of talking about what makes a live show different than uh listening to an album for me is there have been a couple times and i'll just go ahead and use this example there is a Coheed song that I didn't Fuck like. yeah. I didn't like this song. <laughs> and it's uh, off their Afterman record. It's called Hollywood the Cracked. And I didn't like it at all. And then uh, they played it live the first time I saw them. And I was like, oh, I get it. So for me, the live space kind of has that. There's a lot more, but I would say that that would probably be the only kind of, you know, unique thing for it. For me, because I know some people just go and they want to hear, you know, the record, that the kind of things. I mean, that points to the fact that some songs uh, just sound better live. Oh, yeah. You can't capture that song uh, on recording. Yeah, I think that that uh, live live shows definitely have that that energy and can make something that much better. Uh, definitely, I've heard songs live where I'm just like, "Holy shit, this is uh, terrible live! Uh, never again! Why did they do this?" Example? Uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of an example. <laughs> now, right now I'm like but, very. I want to hear this. Yeah, if you want to think on that, I'm trying to think of an example. But I've definitely interject. had that. I've definitely had that time where I can't remember what it was, but I'll I'll, I'll remember it. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know if I have that. Uh, I mean, there have been songs that haven't like lived up. I don't know if it's just like. I mean, there are songs that I've, uh, there are bands that I've seen a ton where it's just kind of like, maybe it's the song has kind of lost its effect on me because I've listened to it so much. Like, that makes sense. With Coheed, Welcome Home. Because Coheed is one of, there are uh, two bands I've seen a ton Coheed and then The Mountain Goats, which I'm sure no one saw that coming. Those are the two bands I've seen the most in my life. And The Mountain Goats always play like a completely different set. So, it's hard for me to like be desensitized to a song, but hearing "Welcome Home" over and over again, I love that song, and it's a great song live. But it is always their ending song. I've only seen one show where they didn't end on that, uh, and it is one of those songs where if I'm with a crowd of people and I'm just kind of tired, I'm like, you know, I'll beat traffic. I'm yeah. not opposed to that. I haven't done it yet, but the thought has started to crop in my mind. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that um, the the energy at live shows is definitely undeniable. What a band does live is is it sometimes I think makes it like a lot better. Sometimes you see a live band where they they don't have the energy that you hoped they did, or maybe it's kind of a flat performance. But I think that always seeing a band live, from my perspective, is always going to be better than the than the record because you at least get to watch them do it. You at least get to be a part of the experience. Um, and that, that's something that you can't ever, you can't replicate that. Even if you see the band again, maybe that's going to be a different time, you know, maybe yeah. they're going to play worse or better that time. And maybe that, maybe the time they played worse was a better performance because the energy was better. You know, who knows? There's so many variables in a live performance where well, a record, everything quote unquote has to be perfect, right? Everything has to be in like this grid to a click or sound the way it needs to sound. But live is kind of like, they can just have fun and yeah, it does need to sound a specific way, but it's not so in a box. Well, and a, yeah. a record will never change. No right. matter how many times you listen to it, it'll never change. Yeah, I mean, you can start to notice new things, like for a while listening to Arcade Fire, because there's so many members in that band and so many different types of instruments. If you're, you could start to pick up new instruments you didn't hear before, but even then, that mm. was there to begin with. It didn't change. You just started to notice it, like looking at the stars and more stars starting to show up. Right. right. You right. know, it doesn't really change the night sky more than just say, oh, that was there that kind of thing um i think live shows so we've talked about it being bands but there's also the other aspect of um something like djs uh yeah i think that's interesting because that's that's like the the main way i don't know if it's the main way i guess but it's like it's such a big way that the people who listen to edm consume that music is by seeing it live they listen to it, but it's it's so like they have to be there in that moment and just feel like the bass or whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. <laughs> the, the drugs. Yeah, the <laughs> they drugs. have to be there to yeah, feel exactly. the drugs. I was going to say you have to be taking drugs for it to work. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know, know if I've mentioned it on this show. Um, I, I definitely I have a band bucket list of, you know, certain bands, but uh, Daft Punk is one of them. And I've come to accept that that's probably just never going to happen. But uh, yeah, not at this rate. Yeah, and I, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but it is there. Like, if I have the opportunity, I probably will go to extreme lengths to see them. Like, System of a Down, I would pay a filthy amount of yeah, money to I see them travel. Live. I would travel. I would travel. Yeah. I would pay like I think I would pay up to a thousand dollars a ticket to see them, just because it, they're on that bucket list. They're yeah. this top tier of like they meant so much to me. But Daft Punk is on that, and I've never paid to see a DJ individually but uh at austin city limits uh radiohead was playing but also uh flying lotus was playing and tom york and flying lotus did an ep together and so i was like oh let's go watch that set i bet tom york will show up like why wouldn't he and they were playing the same stage too like same same day same stage i was like all the stars align perfect except for you know there's the sun out and i'm sure tom york's a vampire but uh <laughs> uh listen more on that for to the radiohead episode uh but um <laughs> nice, nice plug yeah you nailed Hell that yeah you nailed dude. that so uh you know and i like flying lotus's music i like apex twins music but after seeing I think we stayed for like 15 minutes. Yeah, we dipped like, pretty fast. It was pretty fucking boring. Yeah, I was just like, okay, this music is good, but like, man, this is so like just boring visually. And he's the type of dude who will have like an LED screen behind him. And I was just like, man, this is boring. And like, it just means nothing to me. And this is like just not the right venue. Whereas, you know, 
that is the right venue for these artists or these big well, festivals. Not two thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, I was going to say right. not during the daytime, right? Yeah, well, that, DJs most times have the late like, pass slot. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not. I, 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 Flying Lotus isn't like this huge fucking DJ compared to the other like headliners. They're going to be at ACL. Yeah. So, I think, didn't Major Lazer play that year? Yeah, as I well? think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, no, it was Chainsmokers. I don't know. They all fucking suck. Well, well Chainsmokers aren't. No, they're, they're not. They're, they're not a DJs. band. Yeah, they're. Uh, so I, I think. Oops. I, I, Jackson doesn't know. <laughs> I think I, I think it's important to note that part of the energy of live music is so it, it's we we go see live music because that's the way it kind of I mean that, that's the way it started that's the way music listening started was as a live performance. Yeah, but like it, and that's a good thing to note because like uh you know the early days of like Delta Blues and stuff like that. No one went to these, uh, no, you know, yeah. venues, uh, and they weren't even going for music. They were going to dance and stuff. But no one went there and thought, like, uh, you know, like, oh, this is something that I want to have at home. Like, music was a social thing, yeah. and now somehow has become somewhat of an antisocial thing. And by that I mean, like, people walk down the street. With you're on your commute. In, yeah, you know, you're walking to class. You're walking to the bus. You're on the bus. That kind of thing. And your headphones are in. And I'm as guilty as anyone else. But yeah. it, that is a very good way of shutting yourself yeah. off to any interaction with even someone you may know. Well, and even think even think back to like before, like you know, blues and stuff like that. Thinking back to like with like orchestras and stuff like yeah. that and symphonies. I mean, that was a social thing and a fucking luxury. Now live music is, I would say, some form of luxury, but not nearly as close as it was back then. I mean, that was like if you could go see the orchestra perform, you got money, and that was that was that was such a it's such a different thing, and it that's it took forever for people to actually want to want to or maybe even have the opportunity to hear music at home as especially as easily as we have it now. We can we can listen to anything we want all the time. Yeah, and it it has weirdly, as I said, become that kind of non-social thing where. As we were saying, like there was a time where people were like, oh, why would I want to listen to music alone? Like, why would I want to sit in? (laughs) Like, imagine in that same instance where there's no recording and you were to sit some person in whatever era that is, uh, century or whatever, and sit them in a room and say, here's a violinist. And they're like, what the fuck do I do with that? Like, yeah, private concert. No, thank you. I'd like my friends here for this so we can talk about it afterwards. I mean, that was a thing, though. Private concerts. It were, but it wasn't one. It wasn't one on one one necessarily. I don't think. No, it was for like royal families. Exactly. Yeah. Violinist or a pianist come in. Yeah. Also, before recorded music, the the way that you would get to hear the music that was in different areas was that they would give you the sheet music. You would buy the sheet music and it would you have to play it yourself. Yeah. In order to hear it. Yeah. There's there's man like. That kind of gets into distribution, which may be a future topic episode. Yeah. But like people like Beck have released uh, his song reader series. Have you seen that? Where he doesn't release the uh, songs, yeah. but the sheet music, and like so other people can play it and like put it up on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Johnny Greenwood mm-hmm. did that. He released Snarky it. Snarky did that too. Yeah, but they they, they, did, they it be- did they did it before they released the actual recording. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but like I'm talking about people who no recordings. They're just like Johnny Greenwood's like here's a new song, and it's like okay, cool. Uh, where is it? And he's like, oh, it's just sheet music. It's like, cool. <laughs> you do you you do the rest of the work. Yeah, which I, I I've been meaning to find a like way to listen to that, but I think that's cool. It lets you interpret it. 
yeah but that's and that that's such a that's such an interesting thing to see how live music has progressed and now i'm not going to say that going to live shows like it, it still can be a luxury in certain aspects but it is just so much more accessible people talk during live shows all the time people are on their shows during or on their phones at live shows all the time i mean it's yeah, like it's, it's probably too accessible which i know makes me sound like an asshole but like yeah well when if it's, you're gonna go there to hang out then you shouldn't be there, and it like, still is a social thing to go you see are, live music. Get in the fucking lawn. Yeah, do not yeah. hang out in the. Front. Actually, yeah, that's fair because if you want to hang out in the lawn, I don't care. Well, but... and it, it still is so social, just like it was to go see live music in so many cases because people go with their friends, yeah. they have some drinks, they have a good time, but it it sometimes gets in the way of everyone else enjoying the show. Well, it, it's weird because you know, like at a big, you know, I just got tickets to see Noel Gallagher and Smashing Pumpkins, and it's at you know one of those fucking uh, amphitheater things, yeah. so. If I were to, and I saw a better example, I saw a Slipknot and I was at one of those amphitheaters. I just wanted cheap tickets. So I got in the lawn and there's just people out there like fucking talking the whole time. Oh, and yeah. I wasn't upset by it because I was like, these are cheap, cheaper seats and I'm totally cool with that. People are more spread out. They're back here to more have a good time less than uh, be enwrapped by the music. Yeah, which sucks, but like you well, know, I, I mean, wanted but a cheap also seat. from the lawn, you can't see quite as much either, so it's yeah. like it's all right. You can't it's really not... be as involved when you're when you're yeah. in that place. I mean, the only the only show that I can think of right now where I've been far away, where I was so into it, uh, was Justin Timberlake. I was at the very very top of American Airlines Center, and I didn't matter where I was. I was I was totally just in like it was the yeah. show wrapped. It was it was like a hug. It was so good. It was just. Yeah. Yeah, but in most cases, when I'm on the lawn, like even for Foo Fighters, and the, when we were, we were on the lawn for that show, yeah. I was like, I wasn't super into it because I've seen him enough times. But I was just, I mean, I was having a great time. But it wasn't like, you know, we were having a good time and hanging it's out. In, it, it wasn't it's on enjoying, the same level as when Cal we saw Jam them in, or, in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. it's enjoying it in a different way. And there have been way. Uh, I saw Muse twice on one tour, and the first time I saw Muse, I was two people back. Like I was up front. And there's this huge arena rock band. Like, they were that at the time that I saw them. And I was up close, and I was like, this is fucking incredible. And I was just there. And then the second time I saw them, I was at a music festival, and I was like, you know what? I've been up in the thick of it. I don't want to deal with all that at this festival, but I'm going to watch the set. So I watched it all the way from the back. Like, wasn't even a crowd of people where I was standing and, like, saw their whole light show. So there was, like, this whole different experience of being up front. And I wouldn't say either was better than the other. It was just two different things where I was like, oh, it was on the same tour, so I was like, I was seeing things. I was like, oh fuck, they were doing that. There was like a, you know, on the big Megatron, there was a thing that was happening that I didn't even know because right. I was so close. Right. Yeah. But um, I mean, one thing I, not to necessarily move this in a new direction, but live shows have very much become the only way for bands to make money now. Yeah. Which. Is a big part of well, it. Well, live shows and merch, right? Yes. Oh, but that's but the, the big thing. I mean, yeah, I online mean, that's the stores biggest are, avenue to sell merch. Yeah, but. online stores are good, but most I mean like uh, most bands are having like if if the, if, the, if the merch sales are going well, they're having lines. Yeah, like way past. I mean the the well, Anderson Pack merch was. It's not just uh, just ticket sales. Yeah, like because ticket sales are also dependent on what like the contract agreement is with right, with the venue because like they could have a really good agreement where they can where they're going to make a lot of money but also i mean like again going back to what we were saying with Anderson Pack going back to that show i don't know what that agreement was like i think it was a pretty good agreement for them because i think they could have sold out if they would have opened the fucking thing yeah. cuz what, what what's that place called Irving Pavilion yeah, Toyota, Irving, yeah. Toyota, Toyota Music Factory so yeah. they have it set up right where they can open the lawn or close it 
and they had it closed. And I'm like, they could have, they could have sold that out because they, so, I, I'm guessing they sold out the inside really quick and said, we're leaving it. That's it. I mean, uh, I, I think that probably made the show better though. That show, I, man. I mean, that's I, a per- I didn't that, get to but go that's to your it, thing. Yeah. but I imagine yeah. it was better. It was it was it was great. It was great, except for the. I mean, it still was great, but the the, the keyboard player called out and said, "What's up, Houston?" <laughs> Twice <laughs> he said the second time he said it. Anderson Pack was, I think, soloing he, a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, playing <laughs> drums. He was looking back at him. You could see him. They put the it. His, camera his face ended up on the big screen, and you could see him going, "Dallas, <laughs> Dallas." <laughs> he was shaking his head at him, just like Dallas. <laughs> so good. And then the next time he said he didn't, the keyboard player didn't address it because he was like the hype man, and he was just like, "Dallas, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, God I damn. bet I bet That's the agreement for that show, I bet I bet that was a pretty good agreement because they 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 sold out so quickly, and I bet they had the option to open it up, and they're like, "No, we're good." So I mean, who knows? I man, mean, I see those uh, like yeah now, and that's one of the things I don't know if I like it or hate it that like having you know played shows where you know you're getting paid and stuff and getting guarantees and stuff like that that i'm always sitting there thinking like hmm how are much how much are they getting paid for this because i've been yeah. to shows at house of blues where the band is like you should not be at house of blues but you sold out this whole whole tour which will help you tremendously on booking your next tour because you can say i sold out this whole tour so you need to give me a bigger guarantee yeah. or a bigger venue that's the professional version of exposure bucks. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Animals Leaders has sold out Gas Monkey Bar and Grill twice that I know of. I'm shocked that they play there. I thought that they were a live band. They played it live. They played it live. So the, the first time that I saw the we saw them sell out Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. Then the next time they came through with Periphery, they were both at live, which made sense for the two of them being together. That would have de- that would have knocked on well at Bar and Grill. Just because I mean they would they would they, yeah that seems like a co-headlining tour to it me, was it was maybe periphery being a little bigger but so they so then after that tour they did their ten year anniversary tour and they went back to bar and grill and with with the contortionist which isn't a small band and sold it out like no shit like put them at live like it doesn't unless unless there was unless there was like a scheduling conflict I don't I don't get it I don't I have no yeah. idea maybe they make more money from live. From, or from from bar and grill. I mean, yeah, that's that's totally pop. Maybe the production cost is really really high at live, which I could I could see that. I could see that there's they have to keep up they have to keep up a, a more facilities at live than they do at bar and grill because the restaurant won't have any effect in the show. No, so and you you only need like four or five security people. Yeah, at yeah. bar and grill, but at live you need security people everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but I find myself when I'm at shows that are sold out, but even more show so at show even more show. At, uh, at so's, uh, yeah, at so's that uh, that haven't sold well. I find myself looking around like, okay, there are five band, there are five members in this band. There are this many, and and then I start to think of all that, and I'm like, man, how the fuck does this work? Because yeah. you know, people yeah. talk about. I read an article just this week talking about how, and it was on Rolling Stone that um, uh, Spotify is not the is most useful to artists not as a means of uh, exposure or money, but as a means to get data. And yeah, totally. Which mm. I know you've like mentioned where it. listeners are. That yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. I know yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it uh, Wolfpack? Wolf, Wolfpack yeah, did Wolfpack. a tour. They did a tour. They released an album called Sleepify, which Wolf- is now banned. Yeah. from doing this thing. Yeah, so they released an, an entirely silent album, and they told their fans that like wh- wherever it was most listened to, they would go play those places. 
that's, that's this is great. genius. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. They were, they were great. all short tracks. Yeah, they were like yeah. five seconds. So they got paid for that too. So like yep. they were like, hey, by the way, we're gonna find out. We're gonna get all the data because if you don't know, uh, as an artist, you can see exactly from where all the countries and all that kind of stuff. You can get down to the you know all these details. What uh, age uh, bracket you're in male female yeah, all everything. that kind of stuff how many uh, how many like actually individual listeners you have versus how many plays you yeah. have and stuff like that yeah it, so it, it gets down to all this data which is super helpful for uh, a musician nowadays for sure but uh so they did that and then they were also like oh yeah and if you just like listen to this like just put it on uh uh repeat while you're sleeping that yeah. kind of stuff because it'll just go over and over because you get paid per stream you don't get yeah. paid for the the, uh, doesn't length. matter the length of the song. Yeah, like, it can which, be uh, that tool seems kind of crazy. Minute. That's still like that because yeah, that seems like it's real open for Spotify wasn't a bunch of money. Man, like, I well, wonder how it. much like tool because uh, like okay, consider you know a two minute uh, pop song uh, compared to Tool, who is a massive prog band. Uh, I put that who in has quotes. A, yeah. Prog band. Yeah, cool. With- also massive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, they're hey, massive they, they whether or not. They have billboards that say they're on Spotify, so. <laughs> they what? They have billboards up that say they're on Spotify now. I'll bet you they did a deal, though. I bet you Spotify, no, yeah, Spotify paid them paid a lot of that. money. Spotify paid for yeah. all the marketing, yeah. But try taking that, you know, this massive band, and then put somebody who's just as big as them, but only has two to three minute long songs. Yeah. And I wonder, like, who gets paid more? Right. It's got to be that it's three minute pop- band. Well, it's, but here's the yeah. thing. It's, it's always been that way because radio was the same way. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't get on radio if your songs were so over I, whatever the time it was. Sometimes it was three minutes. Sometimes it was two minutes and 40 yeah. seconds. Well, was, I'm sorry, radio edits existed. I'm yeah. so glad radio edits seem to be dying. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I say that with the complete ignorance of like, I don't think I've like genuinely listened to a radio station since like senior year of high school. Like, mm. I don't think I've actually sat down and be like, hmm, let's listen to the radio. <laughs> it's always like I have my like drive structured of like, I'm going to listen to this or I'm going to put my shit on shuffle. Even, yeah. even, when, even when I had a rental car, I, I brought an aux cable just in case I could plug mm-hmm. it in. Uh, okay. Can I, can I ask a question? Can I ask everybody a question? Uh, yeah. Okay. So does that, uh, we all know what so Happy far. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Thank you, Adam, for not Happy saying Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Come on with the baritone. Happy birthday, dear Hagen. Happy birthday to you. That was awful. <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for that yeah. sick ass low end. You're yeah, really yeah. the yep. backbone of this one. <laughs> so everyone, everyone here knows what so far sounds is, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll explain it quickly. Uh, it's this thing that was started uh, in London because this guy got really frustrated about live shows, and uh, he's not a musician. Not but a musician. It was specifically like live shows and like crowded, noisy bars. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He got really frustrated. About his it. friends pubs. play. Sorry, pubs. Yeah, pubs. God. Uh, so <laughs> fucking ignorance. <laughs> so he, you so want he, some chips. Uh, no. You talk about French fries. Yeah, freedom fries, bitch. Oh god. So he got frustrated with it. Started this thing. I'm going home. <laughs> Are you? No. We got a good post office story after this. Okay. <laughs> Don't let me forget. <laughs> Is that hey, a, I got a wait, good post office story. Hold on, is that, it says is that. that some weird like lead into like we're sponsored by the post office now or stamps.com? Stamps. Or <laughs> no, 
Freedom fries. Okay, I'm gonna tell it now. Fuck your story, Hagen. We'll get back to so far. <laughs> yeah, you just you interrupted this story to to say I have a good post office story. <laughs> I was at the po- fucking says that. I was at the post office today picking up a package. How old are you? Fuck off. <laughs> So I was at the store. You're never saying happy birthday to me. It derailed the whole thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We got to fill in some time. So uh, do we have a minimum? Uh, uh, yeah. The, the second live episode like, is going to be from the post oh, office. Like the jagged edges of our political system. I have a mandatory minimum for this uh, sure. oh show. What's the fucking sure. story? Yeah. So I was at <laughs> I was at a post office today oh, picking okay. up a package, and uh, this. Girl just like cuts the line and gets right in front of me. And this, the clerk was helping somebody. And like the clerk just looked like kind of taken aback, like, What the fuck are you doing? You have to wait in line to like ask somebody a question. And she walks up and she goes, Hey, uh, is there a bathroom I can use? Uh, so I don't have to wait in line. Like, I really got to go to the bathroom. And the clerk looks her stern in the face and she goes, No, uh, post offices outlawed uh, bathrooms right after 9 11. And the whole area just went quiet because, like, this clerk was just like, "Yeah, no, we, you're not allowed to have bathrooms in post offices anymore because of 9/11." Uh, Freedom fries made me think about that, so thank you. Okay, <laughs> that's a good story. Now I know you... you said you didn't want to edit the episode. But that's gotta go. <laughs> that's not offensive. That that's a no, no, it's, it's not, not offensive, offensive at all. It's a fun it's fact. Just, it's, no, I don't. It's offensive that. that you made people listen to that. <laughs> I edit the you show, so interrupted I'm not Hagen on his birthday. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. You shouldn't have sang how you really to me in the first place, so Happy <laughs> Birth Feliz Cumpleaños Sati. Nice. Go ahead. Okay, so so far sounds so far shows. Uh the guy started in London because the live music was loud, people were talking on their phones, whatever. And so he started this thing where it was like these smaller, intimate shows. Um where no, there was no talking, and it's expanded across the world, and it's great. So uh, before I tell my story, what do you guys think about So Far Sounds? I I think I'm biased, but I love it. At, but I've you but you've been there. At, you've been there as a, as just a listener. Yeah, before I even played one. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah oh, I, I think I they're love it. they're cool. I think they're a little less cool now because my understanding is you know who's playing most of the time now. Yeah, you, uh, they well, have changed it slightly. You don't know who's playing I haven't been now, to one in a while. No, my, uh, well, yeah, what Adam is referencing yeah. for people who are listening is that you don't know who you're going to go see in as, past, as like a person started, who's especially. going to see it. Yeah, Which, and a good point on that is, so they've had this series where they'll have these huge artists like The National played it, Mumford yeah. & Sons, all these, like Matt, Ed Sheeran played one. Leon Bridges did one. Yeah, and then like, uh, and I love this because we played uh, a so far set semi-recently and i went onto their website and their big video that they have on right now billy eilish played one yeah so oh, yeah. yeah before before she was famous or like no, no yeah oh wow no and that's the thing is they'll have these massive artists yeah and, yeah but they promote those now right oh yeah well they well Usually. no no they, no they they promote saying hey this month and they typically it's for a cause they okay. do a mm. month uh, month where they have like you know a handful like they're like oh we have these massive artists and here's who's signed on basically go mm. sign up for so far because they you do pay to get in like a normal show and yeah yeah the benefit for bathrooms and post offices hell yeah <laughs> we need Jesus more of them but it's all around the world i really like them and i like the fact that you don't know who's playing yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think that was my, my I, more like enjoyable thing and you don't and you don't find out where it is until the day before i think yeah, yeah and usually I think in what, weird places. I guess we should add that too. Mm-hmm, there yeah. are sometimes in people's houses. There are yeah, we played some like, nice ass houses. Played some like 
We played a we played a brewery last time. Yeah. Did yeah. you play like an ice cream parlor once too? I did play an ice cream yeah. parlor. I yep. played a chocolate like a candy store. And yeah. not just a brewery. Like we weren't playing in the tap we were, room. We were in where they were brewing the, the beer. Yeah, yeah, we were in one of the vats with all the beer. Yeah. <laughs> and there was Oompa Loompas like shoving a fat kid just down the drain. It was fucking incredible. Uh and but he wasn't allowed to be on his phone the whole time. No. Uh yeah. We, so we Adam, that you did though, some did no, you, you can't have a phone out. Yeah, he, I, think you br- I briefly, briefly mentioned. mentioned I briefly mentioned that was the frustration with the guy. That's that like that it. was the main thing that was like, I want to go to these. And yeah, then it was also it's a random person and or in bands, and it's just interesting too. And they only usually strip down somewhat. Yeah, they they want you strip down. You only they only play for about twenty minutes. Usually, usually Each three, band yeah. is twenty minutes. They usually play. It's usually three bands, three acts that are on it. So it's like you get there at like seven thirty or eight, and you're there until ten, and it's it's a pretty short thing, but you get to see some really great music. What are you gonna say, Dave? About so Just, far, uh, I love the concept of it, but the only thing that frustrates me is seeing people on their phones. Well, so I like people on their phones uh, if they're gonna take pictures and post them because that's like that that's a great. They always look so cool. Yeah, like, even if it's somebody with a fucking flip phone, yeah. just those so far. Because well, like, most times you have to sit down cool. too. You don't yeah. have to, yeah. but they they suggest yeah, sitting down. People uh, are sitting on shut on up and listen. Yeah. Yes. You've You've been to a couple cool ones, like in New York or San Francisco, yeah, like I went in a rock to, climbing. I went to one in Chicago that was in a rock climbing place. weren't you in that one that was, was cool. like? Cathedral? And actually, yeah, that was in New York. That yeah. was in Brooklyn. There, and there, and that was like, yeah, it was in some like a church that the, like was. Yeah, I did like, one at a ninja training you know, facility. These are all over the world. Like there yeah. are some really yeah, highly not, coveted where it yeah. seems like probably in New York they're happening every day. But like you know, I would in, say like, Denton, in New York they have one like. At least two every day, probably now. Yeah, and it, those are harder to get into, and they're like sponsored and that kind of stuff. But yeah. there are smaller ones, like you know, here, Occasionally Kansas City, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's great for bands who are like smaller touring bands who you know they have that night show, but they didn't really know how to you know get some local press, and it's a great way to go play this like early evening mm-hmm. afternoon show. Yeah, it's it's really great. So okay, so I played one recently uh, at a yoga studio. And uh, hot. My 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 first frustration was I was playing full kit and I had everybody who I spoke to be like, "You're gonna be too loud." And I'm like, "Fuck you! I can do this." And I did it. It was that's the single worst thing to say to any uh, musician. By the way, if you're a sound person, don't fucking say that. He didn't. He didn't. Somebody say that. turned my amp around. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna hate this show." He didn't. He didn't say that to me specifically. He was like, "Hey, man, he 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 soundproof. Like it was his yoga studio, so he was like, hey, I did all the work on it. It's gonna be okay.' So you're but just so fuck you up know, the chi in here, man. <laughs> so he's like, just so you know, this is what it'll be like. But I, I had every person aside from that just be like, "You're too loud." Blah, blah blah. But then I wasn't, and it was cool, and it was a great set. I loved it. So then. The first person before us was a girl with an acoustic guitar singing and sounding great. Okay, appropriate. That's, that's, appropriate. Uh, that's pretty appropriate for a so far show, right? Now I'm I'm saying all this also. I love so far shows. They're so much fun to play. They're so much fun to go to. And part of it is the sitting. If you are standing, standing in the back and just kind of enjoying the music. It doesn't matter what kind of music it is. If a metal band did a so far show, I would that'd be fucking cool. Probably that'd be amazing. So this guy comes up and he is a pop singer he has tracks he's gonna sing over them he tells everybody to stand up and i looked at i looked at at my girlfriend kara and i was like we're fucked this is this is gonna suck and then he says i want y'all to dance with me and he got everyone in the room to like some people begrudgingly dance the whole time until his last song which was like his sixth song which you're only supposed to play four he got an acoustic guitar and God, walked okay. throughout the whole room while he still wanted everyone to stand up. 
I was like, this, this destroys the integrity of the show to me. So I like I I think Hagen's about is so far elitist. <laughs> no, but no, but the, yeah, that's no, but a, I agree like, he was with right, Hagen. Yeah. I agree with him. But oh. so so I think that uh, talking about this in the grand scheme of live shows is that if you haven't been to a so far show, go to a so far show because it's a brand new experience, most likely for most people. And they're all over the world, yeah. man. Like, and that that's one of the things that I, now when I travel, I'm I try to look like oh, you know. I'm going to Budapest. I'm not going to Budapest, but if I was, uh, I may look up a so far show because so like, far I show in a post office. Yeah, I don't know any bands in Budapest. I doubt 9/11 changed the Budapest post office, mm. but I may be wrong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it. I I think so far is incredible. It's a brand new live show experience from like it's it's totally different from any other live show you're gonna go see in most cases, uh, and um it really bothered me that this person decided to take it upon themselves to go fuck the rules, especially of this very small, intimate thing. Very particular thing, too. That, yeah. Like, we're every, everybody yeah, who plays there, contract. they tell you everything that you can mm-hmm. and can't well, do. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you show up and have no idea what's going on. This is like, not. This was not their first so far show, either. This was not yeah. their first one. So, But it takes me to this idea of like going to any show and then being frustrated by it. I being mean, there's concert by, etiquette. Yeah, there's concert etiquette not only from the viewers, which we've spoken about a little bit, just like people talking and stuff, but I think that like I'm, it sucks when you go see a live show and a band takes it upon themselves to... It is about them, but to make the whole situation like so focused on what they want do you have any examples <laughs> uh so that one was that that one's the one that's freshest in my head and i'm only gonna i think, think that's probably the most frustrating one i've seen from a band that size and i'm only gonna think of local examples off the top of my head i don't want to list those um so yeah <laughs> but in reference of what hagan's talking about i won't name the band but there was a band that we saw that was playing at gas monkey barn grill so you know they they tour uh and they uh the sound person oh, okay yes 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 that's a good one yep. the sound person uh you know basically told them and they were on tour from you know far from uh texas uh and they the sound person said hey you have this many songs left and the person basically clapped back at me immediately goes oh no man we have this much and uh basically was really diva about it could have said it in a nicer way but it basically made the uh rest of the show just kind of or rest of their set really just kind of like feel awkward yeah. and it even for us who were like oh yeah that would fucking suck if somebody did this if we were playing from texas to as far as they had gone yeah well and on that on that level too th- taking it back to like taking it to a, a bigger uh live show scale there are plenty of performances where bl- bigger bands and acts have just walked off stage they've taken it like on Lil themselves wayne. like little wayne i saw a band that i uh, it's a bigger band of the acacia strain they're a metal band people throw shit at metal shows all the fucking time i'm sorry if you can't handle that he got hit by a penny and was like losing his fucking mind like the people were throwing bottles, everything up there, and a penny hits him, and he stops the song and is like, "If one more motherfucker throws a penny up here, I'm gonna walk off the stage." Oh man, did everyone just start pelting him? Hell with yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's incredible. But it's like, yeah, shit happens at shows. But that's really shitty to do, by the way. Yeah, it's but super that's shitty. That's so funny. But I mean, like, shit happens at shows. People are gonna like, yes, viewers and fans suck, but like. It, as a performer, I feel like it's it, it's part of the performers to take it upon themselves to like actually perform and get. I mean, like imagine if that was like a theater performance. Yes, they would be asked to leave, but the th- they couldn't really stop what they're doing. They can't really no. stop performing. Yeah, I, I, there are good examples of bands stopping what they're doing 
and doing stuff like Slipknot had a good example uh, recently where Corey Taylor, the singer, stopped the uh, song. I think yeah, it was like yeah. the first song. And if uh, I don't think this happens so much at other shows, but definitely at metal shows, mm-hmm. there is the first song rush. So if you're there early and you're up in front, and then uh, as soon as the big band comes on, Slipknot in this example, uh, all the bands, all the fans who didn't get there early rush, and there's this big pack of like your pack like sardines yeah so that happened and apparently the mosh opened at the same time and it got out of hand and like people were dropping and people weren't picking them up and like people were getting really hurt so you know Corey taylor stopped the whole set and i guarantee you they have like clicks and all that kind of stuff yeah so uh yeah, I mean there are good examples of like Dave Grohl did that. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. There's there's this, there's the live footage of Dave Grohl stopping a show because some guy was like punching people in the pit and was yeah. like, Jeez. "Motherfucker, you have to leave." And yeah, he stopped the show, singled yeah. the guy out, told he was like, "Look at me, look at me," and he's like, yeah, "Get the, the fuck, fuck out." out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah, I mean there are good examples of that. There are where, good like, examples fights of fights will break out and the band's like, "Nope, we gotta stop. Like See, we're not gonna let." Because I-, I guarantee you, fights happen all the time in bands. See, and they're just like, "Man, I'm that's not." My my job which right. is totally it is not their responsibility but the fact that they you know stop what they're doing we saw the national uh adam and yeah, i in they, dallas and they stopped maybe like five times during the, the first song no at the, yeah this was the beginning of the show the very first song because somebody like passed out or something and they kept like there and they were halfway through the crowd it was a sold out show and they, there was just like a crowd uh, like yeah. a little crew of people with like flashlights and he like parted this uh scene. he's like y'all y'all gotta like I don't know what like Russian doorknob shit is happening, but no one touch uh, doorknobs in this venue because <laughs> they stopped five fucking times. Damn, that's crazy! In the first song, in the first yeah. song, yeah. Ugh. But that's but yeah. stuff like that is yeah. It, it was a rough start, but you could like, tell you know, that they obviously uh, it was for a good reason. So. Yeah, and you could yeah. tell that they all had like clicks and stuff, and that they were building to something because he would stop it, and uh, each band member would slowly stop in a different way because you could tell that they were like, oh, I gotta stop the loop pedal, right? Yeah. <laughs> And that's fun. like the stuff like that's is good. Like that's a good reason to stop performance because something has something bad has happened. But like whenever someone stops performance because they're being a diva and they're like, you know, I'm gonna make this about me. It's like, well, uh, maybe or just makes an entire performance like I don't care what the what the rules or etiquette are. Like I'm gonna make this about me. Is like, ugh, come on. Like, and I, I think I've only had like one example of like the in between where it's kind of like a oh this is about you, but it's also kind of like interesting and i have no clue how to feel about this this is really weird like when i'm i saw jack white jack white uh, i was gonna say that would be weird that he went on this weird like he started talking and goes it's easier to get a credit card in this country than it is to get a gun and I, everyone was just kind of like uh wait yeah, it was unclear, are like, you pro gun yeah anti credit card are you Pro credit card, anti gun. <laughs> everyone and and he just he but looked he's at Jack everyone. White, so he's against everything. Yeah. So. so no one was like cheering. Like everyone was kind of like yeah, clapping. And then he goes, "Think about it, Dallas. Think about it." And then he started this like uh, song off his new record, uh, talking about buying a gun. If it was, <laughs> was if, just if, like if, what if, the fuck? Yeah, it was happened? confusing message. It was, that was yeah. super weird. And that was anybody but Jack White. That sounds like it'd be a bit. Oh but, yeah, <laughs> but but because it's Jack White, it's not a bit. He also so did what, on this weird thing where he talked about like, oh, everyone, Dallas, go home tonight and take three deep breaths. Keep breathing in so deep that you pass out. It is physically impossible to die from 
uh, you know, breathing in too much that you pass out. Or he was saying, hold your breath until you pass out. Jesus. You will not die. It will replenish you. And, and I was just like, oh, my God. Is this, he is like a televangelist. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Maybe he was saying, though, that people can have credit cards so that they can buy guns. It's very easy to buy both. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I was just sitting there like, I was like, yeah, I mean, Jack White, I think Thinking about it afterwards, it made more sense. But, <laughs> but, at the time, but in the moment, like, what are you saying? Like, what are the you, fuck are you, you talking about, man? He needs yeah. a set list. I was going to mention, though, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna mention, though, him like doing the whole thing about banning phones is like partially yeah. him being a diva, but also I agree with it, so I don't care. Yeah, him I couldn't agree with that more. Didn't Dave Chappelle Cave? does that, too. I think it's great. I don't even know. also, you're being like, you have a big ego. Didn't Nick Cave do something kind of in the middle of that? It it was in between. We were at the beginning. They were like, "Everybody, please, you just don't take out your phones. You said just like, take photos, oh, you can like do no one video." Song. Yeah, the, after the first song, he's like, "All right, guys, can we cool up the phones?" And somebody didn't put their phone down. He's like, "Put your fucking phone down, man!" And like called the guy out and like walked over to him, drew the crowd. I was like, "No, yeah. put your phone away, dude." Like, I saw, I saw, and that worked because nobody else pulled it out other than taking photos, and that was about yeah. it. Yeah, like, I saw a video of Ariana Grande starting a song. It was like an acoustic ballad kind of song. And she got, they got into the intro and she sang the first line and people were like freaking out. And then the audience gets real quiet and you can hear one person in the audience go, wait, start it over. I didn't have my phone. Oh my oh, God. Wow. Ariana Grande goes, hold on a second. Stop, stop. She stopped the song. She's like, did you say start the song over? I didn't have my phone. And the, and the person was like, yeah. She's like, oh my God. Uh, okay. Yeah. And she's restarted the oh my, song. Wh- and what's even funnier uh, is somebody recorded that whole incident? Yeah, on exactly. Their phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, if you see if you see professional cameras close to the stage at a concert, put your fucking phone away. Yeah, that was what like Jack White said too. He had that, an Instagram specifically thing. for this. Yeah, he was like, "I'm paying like a dozen photographers to be on this tour, so sh- put your fucking phone." Yeah, away. he's like, uh, and he like even in your ticket, he's like, "Here's the link. This is where we post all the pictures. So uh, your shitty pictures yeah, they're from all your like, phone." Are gonna look nothing like this, and mm-hmm. here's some backstage pictures too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because um, yeah, they were like what a couple dozen for each show on that yeah, tour. So, I mean, and yeah, you can go and, look at them all and now. They were too. all dressed up, and like I don't know if you've seen Jack White's uh, crew, but they all have to dress like uh, that kind of like three piece suit outfit type thing, like the Third Man Records people. The crew, yeah, well, his like, crew has to do too, that yeah. too. The roadies, too? yeah, his whole oh crew. My God, that sucks. Yeah, I, what I the fuck? bet they get paid well. And honestly, I would do that to go. I would to imagine they White. better get paid well having to deal with him. Yeah, but. he's got uh, like a bunch of uh, um, like anyone in the band can wear whatever they want, but it has to be uh, for his solo band. It has to be blue. So you can wear whatever you want. You can wear a dress. You can wear a suit. You can wear jeans and T-shirt. It has to be blue, though. No Big, shorts. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, that's my rule. I mean, I but. think that should be a rule for <laughs> performing, yeah. Nope. No, no shorts? You just got to wear good shorts. So, good well, yeah, shorts. What, about, what about cargo shorts and flip-flops? Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, Adam, what about that? I'm not he doesn't wear cargo, cargo shorts. shorts. Yeah, but he also doesn't play in a band. If you're on a fucking stage, don't wear flip-flops. Also, I would don't wear if, cargo shorts. Right, in yeah. general, but don't wear flip-flops on stage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I played with somebody who wore flip-flops on stage recently. I almost had words. Man, I want to know who that is. Um, so, also a good thing to note, you know, going back to that whole idea that like touring, I mean, live shows are where bands make money now. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, you look at that positive or negative. But then on top of that, there are things that bands have to do to be creative because even though that is the way, that's not the money enough money to you know make a comfortable lifestyle for some people. Uh, so there are things that they do 
or they'll have multi-tier passes. You get in early, yeah. meet and greet. And I've seen people get really upset, be like, oh, why the fuck would I pay this much just to go uh, get a picture with this band and hear an acoustic song before the show? And it's like, okay, yeah, that is a lot of money. And the bands acknowledge this. But here's the thing is it's a lot of money. Let's say that that uh, whole process to you is worth $100, but they're charging 200 That extra $100 is making it so they can afford to do more stuff yeah, that you're exactly. asking them to do. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I've heard albums nowadays and that same article that I was referring to earlier from R- Rolling Stone, stuff like that, that albums are no longer money-making, that they're more actually promo which for me that is such a weird (laughs) twisted way of hearing that like as soon as i read that line i was like god that fucking sucks and i just kind of saw exposure i started looking at like all these bands that i follow on instagram and whatnot i was like oh my god this is promo like this is promo for their tour that's what it is is it's like the like you release a new album and it's promo to get those people out. It's not a oh we re- for a well, lot of bands, not everyone. Not, that's not new. That's though. not new. That, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. This has been a thing for a while. The way that the way that a lot of uh, <laughs> bands have approached uh, releasing music for a long time is uh, uh, the, the way the record labels have. Sorry, has been like cool. As soon as you drop this record, you hit the road, and that's that's because recording a record costs money. And they've got to make money somehow. Yeah. And sometimes there's no way to make money unless you hit the road. And with, with streaming, now you have that promotion that's built in where you can just put it somewhere. But before streaming was as much of a thing, you had to put CDs out. Well, who the fuck cares about whatever CD that is because then they have to buy it to listen to it. And people don't like spending money. So they're more likely to throw them as an opener on a bigger band's tour and go, cool, now you have the now you have the exposure, this album was your promo, and so on, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a whole package deal. Well, and it used to be that music videos were the promo. That's yeah, what, that that's was true. their intention. Yeah. It was promo for the album, and then you yeah. buy the album, then you go see the band live. Right, right. Uh, well, but all of those things made money because MTV still had to pay the artist. Well, not even the artist. MTV had to pay the record label. Talk about much music? MTV, Much Music, whatever station, they had to pay the label, not the artist. The artist probably didn't see any of that money. Yeah. Well, I bet the I bet the label had to pay out then the the people who made the video, mm-hmm. and not the the artist. Yeah, there's probably, probably royalties and stuff. The yeah. artist probably didn't make that much, if anything, off of that. Yeah, I mean the 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 idea of an album being promo has only gotten worse, but I mean it's yeah, I think been it's that way. been that way though, because like yeah. I can't imagine that even when they were like selling a bunch of records to people you probably didn't make a ton of money on that they still probably made more money on tours and stuff i would imagine yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you still have to pay because like the... well and there's like a bunch of costs associated with like pressing a record bringing yeah. cds and like distributing well, not them even, and shit. like you have like, to pay there's back a whole bunch the, of that you have to pay back the label right they right. give so you an advance for the record that's and then you make the record that's yeah. the way you do that and they're gonna they're gonna put the, in the back in the day they would put you on a tour they would go cool you're putting out this record, but now. you even have to pay for plane tickets. You, you have to pay yeah. back all that stuff, which a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, but they, yeah. they're going to put you on that tour to then make that money, and they're going to hope you're going to work your ass off to do the shit, like to play your shit well, because they're trusting you and putting you as an opener for whatever band and do it, or they're, they're hoping that your album's going to do well somewhere with a music video or whatever the other promo is to then push it. But now the way that music is released is that it's like music videos are, I think. 100 percent secondary to the whole process 
uh, I know some people who are still I mean, into I think them. They're probably more of like a creative indulgence at this point. Well, a lot of people like them, but they don't like just because you have a music video doesn't mean shit. You know, I mean, right. I can't remember the last music video I actually sat down and watched. I mean, I've played music videos at, and like just listened to the song and not watched it. But yeah, I would agree. I'm, I'm somewhat on the inside of that process of like I should enjoy every part of it. That type of thing. Yeah, I I, I don't really like care for music videos that much just because it's like. I, I, there's some of them are some of them are cool some of them aren't but the point being is that the whole process is to get you to the live show the whole mm-hmm. the whole process and it's been that way for a while but it's just worse now in some ways but the the whole process is just to get you to the live show to the tour yeah. to the thing and then maybe you suck or you don't hopefully you don't yeah it, it and what's really interesting about that going back to the whole like oh you have to pay the artist or you have to pay the label back and stuff like that uh and Jared Leto actually did a really good documentary on this. Despite how anyone feels about Jared Leto, he did a great documentary about this. Uh, his band, 30 Seconds to Mars, had this huge uh, um, legal battle with their label. And it was they were in the process of recording a new album, and they were documenting that new album. And it was supposed to be a documentary about that album. And it slowly just became all about this legal battle. And it's super Damn. interesting. That's awesome. Uh, even if you don't like his music or Jared Leto, the whole kind of like struggle, and he, he talks about it. He's like, you know, I'm able to do this because I am fortunate that I have a successful career in, you know, acting and music so I can afford to do this. And my hopes is that, you know, one day some kid in his room on his laptop is going to write that next song that makes a million dollars and break this whole system. And he talks about that. And he even, there's this whole section where he goes into detail talking about this is how it works when you get signed. They pay you this much. And then when it gets to distribution, this is how it works. And he talks about it and he goes, okay, so now we're in the streaming age. Guess what? That packaging cost that you used to have to pay the, or that the art or the label would take out from your uh, CD sales. They still take that from uh, your streaming yeah. sales. You still pay a packaging fee for uh, streaming yeah, if you're right. on a label. So well, there are things arguably like arguably that. that's like a distribution fee, but that's kind of bullshit. There are distribution fees. Well, but I'm saying, but it's it is bullshit either way because it's not that hard to like. I can go up on an app to any app store like Google or Apple, and it's basically free. You pay like as a person, you pay to post your app there one time. You don't have to go through a label or well, distribution company or something like that. Like music could be that way. It is that way. It you is don't, that way. You don't have to. But the problem is, is that, and this is this is the forever argument, and this is not about live music. But um, this is this is, is is whether or not you should release your music through a label. Uh, or independently, and then there's the in-betweens, right? You can find a distribution company. That's not a label. They're just going to go, cool, we like your music, we want to work with you, and we're going to make your music go places. There's managers and management who might help with getting distribution going or hooking you up with touring agencies or whatever, but generally it's label or independent. So if you're independent, then you're doing it all yourself, 100%. Every aspect of the release, the tour, everything is all on your own. Uh, and so you don't have to go with those, those, those distribution deals and whatever, but, uh, if you don't, then you're risking, like, then you have to do all the work yourself and you have to trust that you can actually do the work versus having somebody else do it for you who is quote unquote a professional and knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's like, uh, Mac Lamar is independent. Yeah. And Chance yeah. the Rapper is independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe this, you're right that this is kind of off topic on this. Ah, it's but, good though. No, it's related. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's I the topic hate, off topic. Episode. I would hate to talk about streaming, guys. That would be a terrible topic. Episode. Never ever going to do that. But ever. Uh, I mean, 
I have a closing thought, but uh, did you guys have any other specific? I just talking I just points? wanted to say that like I I'm my favorite live experiences are in theaters and smaller environments because I find now when you go to larger venues, if you want to see anything that's typically louder a louder genre of music, you can't hear any of the instruments. Yeah. You can hear the vocals and you can hear the bass frequency and it's frustrating. I would yeah, agree. I think a lot of larger venues just don't sound good either. It's unbelievable like, to me that you could do a whole national tour and have it sound bad. Yeah. 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 How could you go to a show? Like if I were in a band, I mean, maybe they have in-ear monitor mixes that sound amazing. But like... Yeah, I wonder how much of it is that they don't know. Yeah. Is... Hearing, the, hearing that, if I were like, in that, yeah. that big of a band, I would be like, we need to figure this the fuck out. But I some... love Radiohead, and they have a great live setup and, you know, really great visuals and all that kind of stuff. But I would pay more money to see them somewhere like Bomb Factory and just cut all the visuals out yeah. and yeah. just have the band. I would pay so much more money to see them at the Majestic Theater or mm-hmm. see them at House of yeah. Blues. I would pay... A filthy amount of money to yeah. do that. All of those like places and just that take you... out all that like stuff that you're paying for at an arena. Well, that yeah. and like I don't want to go see a band in an arena anyway. It just doesn't. It's not it's never but been a great even, show. Even like, at the Bomb Factory, yeah. But those places are at least better than going yeah. like American Airlines Center. Like I right. just never want to go to a show at American Airlines Center ever again. I do right. love how Bomb Factory so, charges you for water, even though that's illegal. Yeah, Fuck that's you, nice. Bomb Factory, <laughs> like for like a cup of water. Yeah. They don't. They, they won't, won't give, you, give a you a cup of water. They, I I argued with their uh, bartender. I said, "Hey, look, I know you're just doing your job, but like, is there a bar manager? Because honestly, this is illegal." And they said, "We will not give you water unless you pay for it." And I said, "That's fucking illegal." Right. I was like, There's... "You, I'll go drink from a sink." And they're like, "Yeah, you can do that if you want." And I was like, "That's illegal. What the fuck?" <laughs> There's a lot of venues that do that. Yeah, a ton of venues do that. But I I, I wonder why they do that. I don't uh, think they're just trying to make money. I think there's probably something that happened. That I don't they... know. I think they probably just want money. Well, probably yeah, just trying to make money. Be money. Yeah. I mean, and that's I mean, not the, the easy solution would fault. be just put no, in no. one water fountain somewhere. Yeah. That could right. be the easy solution, but they don't do that either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like if there's a problem with people throwing cups on stage, or, I don't know, something weird. Hey, right. hard plastic but, is worse to throw on stage. I would imagine so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't have anything except I, I I think that more people should go to live music and 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 like. I, I know people that love certain artists and certain bands, and I'll be like, "Hey, that person's in town." And I'm like, "Cool." I'm like, "Yeah, you should go." It's see so it. weird to me that some people don't go to shows. Like, I understand like monetary things that yeah. make sense, but if you have the means to go see live music, fucking go see live music. But go even like it. going to see a five dollars show, yeah, or a go, free show. Go. Yeah, in I your... would think that's probably the better takeaway: is go to yeah. smaller shows too. Don't just think about. Well, like, yeah, but just go to I shows. I only want to go to see like this mega band with like I'll be yeah. one of like well, yeah. sixty p sixty thousand people there. Dave like, and yeah. I were talking about it on a drive the other day that uh, like uh you know um you know. Going to a Metallica show is different than going to a whatever, a Radiohead or maybe Radiohead's not a good example, but a smaller show because, yeah. uh, you know, I guarantee you like two fifths or maybe half of that crowd, maybe more, have not been to a show in five years. And maybe yes. that last show yes. was Metallica. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of that, for yeah, so especially th- the bigger bands. That's crazy to me. And also Metallica is a bad example because their tickets are probably really expensive. But yeah. like, and that that was kind of my closing thought was, you know, don't get frustrated when you see a... I mean, sometimes it's pretty obvious why tickets have such a variance in cost. But don't get frustrated when you see a show uh, at a same venue as, as, as another show and the tickets be different. I mean, like, there are just different production values. Yeah. And there's just different things like that that, like, 
you have to think about the artist. And yeah. Like also, also, I want. I wanna... Everyone's laughing, and I don't know what <laughs> I did because you said the tickets be different. <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I also want to. I also want to say if you're if you're buying tickets online, there's a processing fee, and that pisses you off. Okay, then... that's different. No, that's just that's I'm also... part of. Just how it is. That's it's how it just is. how it is. Like, I'm, I'm going to say to people, just shut the fuck up. About I wish it. there were more. The alternative crying. is like, when, yes, I wish there were more upfront too. Well, but I'm cool say, paying a hundred dollars a ticket, but don't tell me I'm going to pay fifty. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's, okay, yes, that's a whole yes, separate yes. thing, though. Good in that. Good, good point, Jackson. Tickets really aren't good. priced at what they actually cost. They're priced to like get people to look at it. Yeah, Whereas, like, but that's yeah. false advertising. Well, but it depends on where you're going, though. So I'm going when I'm in Los Angeles later this year for work. I'm going to go see Nick Cave again when he's there. Oh, wow! And I'm not trying so. to do a humble brag thing, but <laughs> but they trip on that name when you're walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the tickets for that show were listed at like sixty eight dollars, and it was sixty eight dollars when Why I checked out. 69? And that was amazing. I don't know, but it was pretty <laughs> $1 great. Tax. It was pretty great that it was <laughs> just like tax. exactly what Fucking it was. Australians. There was no like no no convenience fee or anything like that. No yeah, venue yeah. bullshit that fee. Nice. Like there are some there needs to be more of but, that because uh, it was like yeah, I, I, they could have listed those tickets for ticket like thirty dollars. Charge any? Uh, they, they have it, a little it was bit through them, so that that might have been it. But some, but, but that does depend on venue still too. Okay. I am cool with them being upfront, but sometimes like having like some of those extra fees just means that maybe the actual ticket money went to the artists and that fee went yeah. to the venue. Hagen or wants more maybe, shady shit. Maybe Hagen wants more shady shit. <laughs> it's just also like things that sell out right away. Obviously, those tickets are too cheap. Yes. Maybe yeah. they should just charge more for them yes. up front and be honest about it. Yeah, so. like that that Lizzo show that is coming up. Like she's playing at like Bomb Factory. Or no, she's at Southside. That like was baffling to me when I saw that. I'm not a huge fan of her, but like I understand that she's blowing up, and I was like, what? Like yeah. she needs to be she at one of those be, amphitheaters yeah. or American Airlines. She, 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 she should she should be at House of Blues. What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not certainly not American Airlines. No, she won't sell at American Airlines. Yeah, that's. But Southside Ballroom big. is bigger than House of Blues. Well, that's fine then. Yeah. What the fuck? She is she, she I'm is. pretty sure she sold yeah. out Southside. I'm yeah. She did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Is like I, well, I think didn't she, she needs have... to be at a bigger. But that yeah. is an issue in Dallas. Is there is no kind of in between because I was thinking there's about not like, a good in between. Yeah. You know, because Cohee plays could be Southside all the time. But where's Cohee go from there? They're it not could playing be... fucking American Airlines. Well, that, <laughs> the Toyota place could be it because they have those different configurations. Yeah, yeah. that 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 but is that, that would have been really perfect expensive for too. They have yeah. lots of ticket fees on top of that yeah. and everything yeah. there, and it's like a you know fifteen dollars for a beer there too. So it's, it's so like, expensive. <laughs> they have like twenty two dollar beers there. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, a beer and a shot. I think yeah. Cause like yeah, I got yeah. us a, a beer and a shot that night, and yeah. my tab was forty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's like, it's, have, uh, do I have to tip well, on this? It's aimed at a certain <laughs> crowd of people going to the shows that they're booking there. I think it's yeah. Yes. But if you want to tip twenty percent on that much money, it's like. But that's I wouldn't we went, do that. I went to go see a podcast live at Irving at the at the Music Pavilion, and it Wait, was you the, listen to other podcasts. Ooh, well, he I actually, I actually podcast. don't, I actually don't listen to that to the podcast <laughs> I, I went to see. But oh, I thought you were about to say I don't even listen to this. Podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't even listen to this. Yeah, podcast. she doesn't go here. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the but the prices were the same for that. It was fucking hilarious. I was like, I walked in. We we're like, oh well, I'll get a drink while we're here. I'm like, I'm not fucking paying twenty dollars for a beer while some I'm watching of those a podcast. places. Like when we went to ACL, like a uh, Blood and Honey was the same 
as like a Bud Light. Yeah, they like, had they had the beer pavilions yeah. where everything was evenly priced, and it was awesome. Yeah, that was that was really cool. You see the dads or like the the dudes Still with their croquis yeah. get like a, a Miller Light. And <laughs> well, it's like, dude, you can get like the top shelf shit. That's the same. And it's gas still monkey. too uh, expensive, but. I do Still. wonder though. That's probably because um, Revolver is owned by the same by Miller, so like it's probably all the same well, yeah. company. But it's yeah. but they know that oh, Anheuser Busch. No, it's not Anheuser Busch in the U.S. But oh. yeah, more they have the same distributor at least. What probably is the case though is they're like we know people will pay fifteen dollars for Blood and Honey and be excited about it, and people will also pay fifteen dollars yeah. for Bud Light. So whatever. It's the <laughs> it's the same. Kill me if I ever am excited about paying fifteen dollars for a drink. It's the same um, well, at, the, the, at the Gas word. Monkey venues. The Gas Monkey venues are the same thing. When the, you, if you get a certain size of beer, because you can get like you can get a pint or something bigger than a pint, and if you do, th- th- that's how they price it. They don't price it on kind of beer. At Bar and Grill too. Yeah, Bar and Grill. Every I, time I, think, I walk into yeah. Gas Monkey Live, I think. I know who you really are. You're a Toby Keith bar and grill. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you didn't know that, Gas Monkey Live was one of those restaurants. Every time I walk in there, I'm like, this is a stupid fucking format for a venue. And it's because oh, it, it was It has that. its crowd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bar and Grill? It was yeah. a TV show. What? There was a TV show about Gas Monkey Bar and Grill. No, no, no. But like that venue was is a retrofit like Toby Keith... Oh. Uh, just restaurant like one of those fucking Margaritavilles mm. type oh. things, it's the exact same thing, and they have them in casinos and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I got nothing else to say about live shows. Uh, do you guys want? Uh, did y'all have anything? No. Do y'all want to, for what we're listening to, talk about what we're listening to or uh, any shows? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk. We about, can do both. Let's talk about um. Anybody got any favorite shows they've been to, yeah. or shows you're excited about even? Yeah. Did anybody want to start? I mean, I can come up with some I mean, shit. I'm excited about the show I already mentioned, but I don't want to be Which a dick. one was that? Friends? Oh, your friend <laughs> your friend in the cave? Nope. Did, was it Dick? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Dick, dick cave. cave. Yep. There are uh, my... AKA here, Vagina. Here's what I'm going to do. My first show that I ever saw was <laughs> oh, a good. local show called uh, with a, a, a band called Play Radio Play, uh, and I was super into them. Later became a... Uh, changed names, same personnel. Uh, Analog Rebellion, super. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, it was in this small ass venue called Rock Steady in Plano, Texas, right down the street from my parents' house. So that was super fun going there. Uh, and then um, I would say that most recently, uh, like most exciting show that recently is I went to see American football for my first time. And uh, Rarely do I get this feeling with, uh, I got it the first time I saw Radiohead, first time I saw Coheed, but now that I've seen Coheed so much, I don't get that kind of like pitted chess feeling, but like American Football played this song from their second album, which I am just head over heels for, and they played it and just kind of like, I just started smiling, and if anybody knows me, I don't smile, (laughs) I'm like, I'm such a bummer of a person, but like I just started smiling and I was standing behind my girlfriend and like, I remember after the song ended, I like tapped her and I just, I like smiled at her and I was like, that was amazing. I was so excited and like, yeah, that that was a really good show yeah. and it, it, that that is the most recent time that like I had that feeling of like, wow, this was incredible. Also, Andrew Bird at uh, ACL yeah, was, was that Bird. was yeah. I, I saw Radiohead that same weekend yeah. and I think Andrew Bird was a better show. That was like crazy. I was so like Man, it was that, amazing. What did that bro say to me though? Yeah, and I what told he... Dave about this. Yeah, in we the were car. talking about that on the way <laughs> what back. Did he yeah, so say? 
Hagen and I were at this Andrew Bird show <laughs> at uh, Austin City Limits Festival, and um, fuck you, Adam. That'd be technical. <laughs> uh, Festival 2020 experience live show. Three thousand. Uh, Club three thousand bitches. Uh, point oh. and uh, <laughs> so we were Hagen and I. Point oh. Hagen and I were there to see Andrew Bird. And then, uh, you know, you're at this festival and some, like, kind of bros stand in front of us. And, like, I was silently judging them. And I'm sure Hagen was, too. But, like, and I, like this guy, Andrew Bird, if you don't know him, he does all these, like, whistling. And he starts, uh, he's this amazing musician. Does, like, he does looping. He and loops his violin. Plays violin like a Guitar. He had the amazing singer. And yeah. Great. And so he starts uh, whistling during this one song, and he has these loop pedals, so he like layered his whistling and was harmonizing his whistling like five times. It was insane. And I know the dude, and I was like just like jaw drop. This guy turns to Hagen and like mouth open looks at Hagen. This is one of the bros. Goes, is he doing that with his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> and at, at that moment, I kind of took a step back and was like, I am the asshole in this situation. This guy came to this show, probably didn't know who Andrew Bird was, and just was, like, but amazed yeah, and had an amazing they time. Had, they had and I was like, I'm the asshole. Yeah. I'm the asshole here. Like, he's not being this douchey asshole. Like, they had, I am. They had such a good time, which that was that was really cool to watch. Those are shows. Also, I've been listening to Boney Vare's new album. It's pretty great. Did, did that just come out? Yeah. Oh, Friday. I'm to check that out. It's, like, I, I. It's I, comma, I. Just fucking you, go back to regular names. Yeah. At least you can say this one. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah well, exactly. you could say the name of his last album. You can't say a lot of the tracks of this new album. It's uh. the same format. So, yeah. Uh, it's better than 22 a million. I'll, I'll say that one of my um, most memorable early live show experiences was in high school when I went to go see uh, Megadeth. I was very into Megadeth at the time. Was it the Gigantor? It was one of the Gigantors, oh. yeah. Children of Bodom? It was Children of Bodom, yeah. Fuck yeah, Keaton yeah. was at that show. He sent me a, like... Flip Michael cam. Team. No. <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? I'm surprised you even acknowledged. I'm surprised you even acknowledged that I said that. <laughs> so that 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 show is one of the most memorable ones to me. I, I was really excited to go to the show. Uh my my sophomore uh girlfriend broke up with me that day and I was like, I'm damn. just angry. I'm just fucking angry. And I just got in that pit. It was a job for a cowboy too. Yeah. I just got in that pit and just went. I I fell in love with all of these fucking metal bands I never heard of before. And then when Megadeth happened, it was my first time like in a pit with a band that I loved, and I just I I got my ass kicked. It was so much fun. Mm. Uh, and then for shows that I, I mean I'm most excited about, I'm seeing Sarah Bareilles finally doing her Ooh. original music at the end of the year. I saw her do I saw her in Waitress, her musical, but that like that that counts, but not really. Um, and in terms of other shows, I have to mention, but seeing Between the Buried and Me do uh, Colors live was very uh, emotional for me. That was very incredible. It was um, great to see all the fucking the DFW, uh, Dow- or the Dallas metal scene come out. It's always great seeing you guys. You're really inclusive. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you all are great people. My, my favorite is one of, one of my friends, one of our friends, uh, he bought, for some fucking reason, oh, bought a this. vinyl right before the show started. That's like the the ten year anniversary of the Colors album. He bought the vinyl, 
And so during the whole packed sold out show where we're all shoulder to shoulder, he has he's holding the vinyl up above his head the whole time, just like very moving through a sea of people. If I ever lost him, I was like, oh, there's Jason over there. There's his vinyl. <laughs> God, that was so good. Uh, I think the the first ever like real like touring band live show I ever saw was Protest the Hero and uh, Alexis on Fire. Hell yeah. <laughs> Guess where I'm from. It ain't a fucking story if Dave doesn't talk about Alexis on fire or yeah. Dallas Green. But they were awesome. They were really good. And then the probably the best live show I ever saw was this guy named John Fulbright. I was I was gonna ask if you were talking about him. Yeah. The first time I saw I've seen him three times. Yeah. The first time and the third time I saw and him. Now was, you've opened for him. Now I've opened for him. Yeah. And I, we had we had drinks with him. He stole a shot from I him. I stole a shot from him. Did we tell you about that? I'll I did. I, I don't I, remember I, that. <laughs> you oh, told I didn't me steal it from you him. You stole a shot. No, from he him. said he didn't want it. No, he no. had it in his hand. He had it he in his took hand. A and shot from him. That's his, why he won't respond. And his, very and his, rude. And his yeah. girlfriend was like, "He doesn't need that." And oh were, yeah. And, then I yeah. I grabbed like, it. Oh, I got it. Before. Oh, so that was that was permission. That's apparently for me. That's what I yeah. I took that as permission. Cool. So so the bartender didn't ask. He was just pouring us whatever. And so he was he kept pouring. He also had this look on his face like, "Do I want this shot?" Yeah, but I think he was just also really drunk. Yeah. So I was saving him from himself. But so yeah, his girlfriend was like, uh, "I don't, I don't think you should have that." And before he could even respond, Dave was like, "It's okay, I got you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were helping him out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That was for him, not me. That, but yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah, Adam, what you got? I don't know the first show I went to that was a big touring band like that. What's um, the first memorable one you probably have? memorable though is Toadies when I went to one of the Diadales Toadies. At some point, I don't Can you say that a little slower. Yeah, Dia de los Toadies. The day of the Toadies. Day of the Toadies. Yeah, it's their like own festival thing they do that's on a rotating. I was working. Yeah, Dad, Dad Toadies, Daddy Toadies. Yep, that's it. But I mean, that that was a. What was that composer you were listening to? The Italian one. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. No, I don't remember it. What was it? I remember Dave and I went on about it. You remember the? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. What was it? We were That's being fine. insensitive about this Italian just, man's just name. I feel it. bad because I don't know how to say it either. Just say it. Well, just say it. We're not going to laugh. You don't at you. remember? No, no. You can it. laugh at me, but I don't know how to Adam say it for real. We're not going to laugh at him either. It's Daniel Lupi? I don't know. Okay. No, that's not it. Yeah, that is. That no, is it's it. Not. But no. Okay. What were you? <laughs> I mean, it's recorded on one of the other uh, episodes here. I, so. I wish I remembered which one it was. Go ahead. What shows do you like? Adam? I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I can think of offhand <laughs> Nick is Nick Cave. To, well, yeah, that show was good. Uh, similar to how the Jack White show was really good, mm. I thought because the crowd was good. That's a big part of it to yeah, me. Yeah, that is a like big when part I of saw it. Anderson Pack on his last tour. It was not great because I mean the music, the show was great, but the crowd was awful. Yeah, and that, kind yeah. of ruined it. That's so. a big thing. Uh, yeah, our, I saw, which we didn't okay. we didn't really get into that. But. I saw every time I die open up for Coheed Mastodon, and I was enjoying the. Like I was enjoying their music so much, but their crowd was horrible, and it was their fans because they said, "Don't worry, we're leaving after their set." I was like, "You're still being an asshole now." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I was. Yeah, but that, like, that can ruin a show. Great, like, yeah, but I was able to enjoy when it. I, when I went to see D'Angelo, it uh, the two a couple people specifically in the crowd ruined the show for me because they were standing. Sucks. I got there super early, stood in the middle. I wasn't even at the front. Where'd you see him? At Bomb Factory. And I saw these, like, my favorite bass player in the world is playing for D'Angelo. And these two girls that were shorter than me. Yeah, Pino Palladino. And his son. His son played the first half of that show. Damn. What does he play? Bass. (laughs) 
you're gonna say bass. I was gonna say, I was gonna say bass. 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 Jazz. Uh, but these two, jazz these, two, these two girls stood stood behind me that were shorter than me and were like, We wish we could fucking see. And I was like, I Should can hear you. Showing up earlier. Yeah, but they were in my like le- like leaning up into me. They could have yelling at least into asked, my ear. Yeah, you know, like, I would have let you them. You could have said no, but yeah. also they could have asked because there are some asked. times that I have like seen the person behind me, and I'm like, should I offer them my? I spot? do that. Yeah, I do that yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I'm not tall. It's like get out of the way. We're tall. Egan and I are tall. Yeah. yeah, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, yeah. We just need to not let tall people in shows anymore. Yeah, that's, well, that's the takeaway. Well, I don't know about all yeah. that. Or uh, have it, or have a tall person show. Tall person show, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we got, we gotta announce something, guys. We gotta, we gotta yeah. announce something that's uh, exciting. Yeah, Dave Mustaine, he has throat cancer, guys. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, he definitely has. He definitely cancer. has throat <laughs> cancer. That's not yeah, exciting. You're not really kidding about that. Uh, yeah, you, ex- you excited, man? Uh, so um, there's... remember, we're in Dallas, so make sure to. Yeah, that that was a hype man joke. Oh, it didn't uh, come not through. Yeah, yeah, it didn't come through. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, there is a local place in Denton, Texas, uh, called the Bearded Monk. It's a uh, growler fill beer place. It's great. They are doing a 24 hour telethon on YouTube and some of it on Facebook. I think too. Some of it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh. We are going to be doing our first live podcast on this telethon at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, and if you want, before the set, Moniker will be playing a show. Yes. So you can come see yeah, me. Yeah, so pe- people can come watch fucking exhausted. Live, yeah. And they can see Jackson in person. We don't, we don't. Be tired. I'm going to be even more bitchy than I normally it's am. It's going to be rough. It's going to be great. Uh, so you can watch that um, on YouTube live. You can watch it on Facebook live. You can come watch it yourself live in person at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. And you can donate to the Bearded Monk because they are trying to build a patio and they've been trying to do this for a super long time. Yeah, at least two years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's it, it's been a long time coming for them. And this is going to be a super... They're, they're putting a lot of effort and work into all of this. There's also yeah. a GoFundMe for it too. Yeah. If, if you can't make it to the show, please check out the Bearded Monk. And... Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. probably we'll link to it in the, the show notes. the point mm-hmm. is, uh, we're testing... We've mold over uh the idea of kind of doing a live show and this is us testing the waters and if it works out well we yeah. may do more if we get any recording then uh it's going to come out and yeah. if, if we don't then, <laughs> then sorry yeah we're uh, gonna but... the plan is to record it now but we can't guarantee that so if you if you're a completionist come on out <laughs> yeah completionist. come on come, come on out or watch it live or uh, you know whatever uh watch it on I mean, your, on your I computer i guess in the worst case we live. could record the live stream and we could, rip we it could. Out of that. it'll just mm-hmm. sound awful so yeah. it'll be it'll be uh, at, uh september, september 7th 7th september 7th uh at 2 30 in the morning 8 of the 8th this is the this is, this is our show at three links yeah uh so september 7th at 2 30 in the morning uh It'll be an all day thing though. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Uh, you can find like the Facebook event that has a list of everything. There's a ton of bands playing. Um, there's a ton of events happening. I'm sure they're gonna have a ton of special beers they're tapping too. So if you're into craft beer, come check it out. And if you're not in the Denton area, well then just find it on the internet. Go to the GoFundMe yeah, and we'll help them it. out. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, where where can they find us, Adam? Uh, people can find us at don'tfeetheretus.com, but you can also find us in the Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast Directory. Sorry, it's been. It's not iTunes anymore, huh? Uh, Apple Podcast Directory, where we're number 67 in the charts for music interview shows. I'm pretty upset about that. I wish we would do just a little bit A little bit worse, worse. or you know, a little bit better. Do you know, I actually checked yesterday and we were 69. Oh, Whoa! We? Yeah. Did you take a screenshot? No, I didn't. I'm what sorry. What the fuck? Uh, if it's still like God that, that'll be, the, uh, that'll be the show art for this episode. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, but if you go leave, hey, us, tell a, a leave little us a rating bit, or yeah. a review, yeah, that'd, that'd be great because yeah. we can go that further up helps. there. That'll help yeah. us get more listeners. It does help. That, do, uh, that tell does a help a lot. It was kind of a cool surprise to see because I didn't expect us to be anywhere in the top yeah. like two hundred. Yeah. We currently yeah. do but, this for free, so like you know, it'd be cool to just show a friend. Yeah, you, a, you already get this for free. Yeah, a, po- a podcast out, that I listen to, monk, you know. Yeah, a podcast I listened to was like barely ahead of us, which was kind of cool. So. Uh, I don't know how, and if uh, you're listening well, to us, then thank them, you. Then great. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to us. You can also yeah. follow us on the on like our social media oh, yeah. stuff. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to be I better about Instagram that. and Facebook stuff. and stuff, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I just want to wrap this up by saying I love live shows. No promo. Wish me happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs>